Hello, I'm Emily, and this series is going to cover, or perhaps more appropriately uncover, some of the biggest coaching industry questions that many of us are asking, talking about, and having strong opinions on, but often too afraid to voice wider than our journals, our trusted coaching colleagues, or our own coach. However, with an industry that's worth, by some reports, nearly $2 billion dollars, And with more people than ever hiring coaches and becoming coaches, either qualifying or calling themselves a coach. And by the way, I looked for specific stats on that and couldn't find any. So if you have a reference, I would love to have it. This is such an important time to be asking these questions that this series asks. So the questions roam around the ethical, moral, developmental nature of coaching in the 21st and heading into the 22nd century. And with technology yet isolation booming globally, they are vital for us to learn from and understand how we can bring the coaching industry into repute and make sure that it lasts well beyond the next decade. So why am I asking these questions and why am I asking them now? Well, I coach and teach people to lead in their businesses gently and successfully, which I really, really love. And if you can imagine, that is all about being your most authentic and aligned self in your business so that you create the best business that you can create and you also have the best self within that. So it's not about building your business at the expense of yourself, it's equally looking at both parts to make sure your business is sustainable and that you don't burn out. But that's not what this series is about. What this series is about is me sharing some of the things that have been on the tip of my tongue about the coaching industry. And really, the reason I tell you what I coach and teach about is because if I want to be a leader in my own business, I know that these are vital questions to be asking and to be sharing them much more publicly than I currently do. So I've wanted to discuss them for a long time. And like I said, I do. It's just that it's not very wide. And I think that's because I never felt like it was very relevant to as many people as it could be. And maybe I just felt it was relevant to the coaching industry, which to be fair is huge, as we discovered. But maybe I felt like, well, my audience isn't always in the coaching industry. So how are they going to like this series? And surely if I'm doing everything that's most aligned to my audience, this series isn't necessary. But I've had these topics and thoughts about the coaching industry for so many years now. It's crazy that they are not necessarily widely discussed and that I haven't really felt like um, I could hear them in the way that they're going to be discussed here as well. Plus, it's a lovely sign of, um, you know, ego and narcissism, isn't it? And I'd like to share with you my opinion about these things. But anyway, we'll come back to that. So I also thought about holding on to these thoughts um, because surely it won't be that financially um, useful for me as a coach. And also there are thoughts in my mind about potentially becoming a coaching supervisor, which would be more ideal because then I could say to you all listening, 
great. Come and be supervised with me now that you've heard all of these thoughts about the coaching industry. I'm not yet qualified in coach supervision, but I think I'd like to be. But I think what this really brings up is that whilst there are lots of coaches who coach coaches, and that's a discussion we'll have in a future episode, in my opinion, not enough coaches are supporting the essence of coaching, the more emotional parts, the connectivity part to you and your client. Um, and perhaps the supervisory part which is do you think you did that bit well enough like what is it about where you're going with your coaching and how you lead that person in that question all those elements that we get trained in if we are trained that may fall by the wayside if we are not being reflective enough and not necessarily having um, supervision that is suitable for the stage of our coaching business that we're at But this whole series isn't about supervision. It's about the important questions that we as coaches do need to be asking and answering to some extent in order to make sure that our beautiful industry keeps going in a really amazing way to support people how we always intend it to, to bring about change for people, you know, individually, societally, globally. This series doesn't just have to be for coaches. Alongside feeling that this series was really important to record, I began to feel that it would also be relevant, not just for those in the coaching industry itself, but for loads of other people too. So many of us want to use a coach for various reasons, having been perhaps turned on to the personal or professional development industry for lots of different things that are going on in our lives. In fact, I'm recording this episode in January, which is quite ironic because we'll all have been bombarded with the changes that we're meant to be making right now. But also so many of us, and perhaps those who've particularly used a coach before and found it life-changing, perhaps others who didn't do this, want to become coaches too. And many of us, coaches or not, when we're working with a coach, might ask questions about that coaching experience of our coach or of ourselves. And these are vital questions that shouldn't be ignored. And I think this series is going to help you answer those areas of your own coaching experience. And that's why this series will be split into three parts. The first part of the series, I'll talk about key questions and topics that coaches themselves, including me, ask all the time. The second part, I'm going to cover questions that people looking for a coach tend to ask and things that I find come up a lot in my own work too. And third, I'm going to cover topics that anyone working with a coach might be asking, but that are equally useful to think about in your own search for a coach or helping someone else find and think about the right coach them. I would like to caveat this whole series (laughs) and perhaps I should put this at the start of an end of each episode anyway but here's what I want to say about the overarching series and feelings around coaching. I know that there might be stuff I'm about to say in this series that isn't very popular or particularly liked or it might be criticised or rallied against Um, and there could be many reasons for that. It might be that the things I say don't suit other people's rhetoric around coaching, which is fine because we are all entitled to our opinion. And it may be that my perspective isn't even developed enough, you could say, like, you know, who am I to be saying these things? But that's where leadership comes in, in terms of these are things that are absolutely valid to be raising. 
I'm going to try and do the series as balanced as it can be, but I will always share with you where I think my opinion is and where a fact is, and I will bring other people in to share theirs too. I also want to caveat by saying that I do, possibly like you, hear really bad stories about coaching, the way that it's perceived, the way that people wince um, when they when they hear that somebody's become a version of a coach and the way that experiences can be reported. This is the reason why this series feels really vital now. And I understand that some people's experiences of coaches can be really poor and it's marred them for life. <laughs> and I hear how ineffective coaches can even do damage and how coaches are using the guise of coaching perhaps um, to cure people, let's say in inverted commas, of other things that they're absolutely not qualified to coach or support in. I hear loads of bad stories, maybe first-hand, second-hand, third-hand, other places. And that's also why this series is vital because I also hear amazing stories and positive ones, life-changing experiences and areas of coaching, but also areas of people's lives that I had no idea that sometimes coaching could go to. And I also want to really follow on the point about hearing bad stories, I guess you could say, that I absolutely love coaching. Of course I do. I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't. I love what it does. I love what it's done for me. Absolutely hold my hands up and say it has changed my life. I love what it does for my clients. I love what it does for my coaching colleagues and their clients. I love what I can see it does for wider communities through the process of longer term change. I love what I see it does when it's used in completely amazing areas that you never would have assumed coaching could be used in and I love what I see it do around the world as well. I also love and advocate for personal and professional development and rethinking how we think about the world and I think coaching has a really amazing place for that and I think coaching can have a really amazing place in how the world can be let's say massive um, you know moonshot better how we can communicate better on a far more global level. So I absolutely adore coaching. So whilst I'm about to investigate and put into words a series that might sound quite negative about the coaching industry, I want that to always be heard and felt that it's because I love this industry and I want to find out more ways that we can make sure that it carries on going in an incredibly positive, enlightening manner for ourselves, myself, selfishly, for other people who are listening and for all of those of you who are coming into the coaching industry and feeling maybe burnt or like interested that there could be this other side to it. Let's use this series to investigate and think more about that. But ultimately, this is, of course, my series and it will be mostly my talking. I plan to have people come in and share the space with me for sure, but a lot of them will be solo episodes. And I need you to know that this, therefore, comes from my opinion, my own learning and my perspective. And I am a predominantly mindset and business coach. I work mostly online these days. I've been working in this way for five to six years. I'm a white Western woman. I'm 40 years old. And all of that will impact 
these views, all of that will impact how I come across these questions, all of that will impact how I'm sharing this with you now. So I just need you to know that and I am going to absolutely welcome a ton of different views and perspectives and places that I haven't been and couldn't have been because this is vital to bring into the conversation about coaching. If you would like to share with me your thoughts about this introduction and all the episodes that are going to be released, I will be on my normal Instagram, which is at gentle underscore life underscore mindful underscore business, and it'll be in the notes. I haven't started a whole new Instagram or website or Facebook for this podcast, this series, because it just would take me too long. And as you can hear from earlier on, it's vital we get these words and questions out so that the coaching industry can stay amazing as it grows even further into the 22nd century. I'll see you soon.